there is a multitude of of characters that I I am having a hard time sorting through right now. Um, so hopefully I don't get too shook. I'm feeling very shook right now. Um, but we're gonna get through this together, guys. And you know what? Worst case, it's gonna be hilarious watching me fail. Uh, but <laughs> <this> together. <laughs> <laughs> I know all the musical episode. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I don't got a basketball. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to help or hinder your mood. <laughs> what does a musical episode of the Explorers Club look like? I'm rich. He's rich. I'm rich. But I need to be richer. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. Nailed it. I think that. I think uh, that we're. No. I think this is it. All right. Um, <laughs> who can play piano? We need to get <laughs> zero out of zero. Um, I think I still have my harmonica around here. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! I, I regret <laughs> no, everything. No, I regret. No. Did you really yes, have yes, it? Yes, Did you have you, it with an arm reach? You have the power. Yeah, of course I have it with an arm reach. <laughs> Where else am I going to have a harmonica in my house? <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to put it away, though, because it has never improved anyone's mood for more than a second. So, <laughs> that one. Welcome to the Explorers Club. Vader Bruin, Overdrin, Ernestine Carroll, you have a very distressed Lady Silverhall right next to you as this hedge maze that you guys are in the center of starts to slowly shift. The sky darkens, and she had just looked over and asked, Look, you're, you're going to save me, right? You're going to save me. Just as long as we're in agreement. Well, what agreement? Agreement of what? You'll sit down with me after this meeting. After this, and we will discuss our future. Well, I. Oh, okay. Look, I. I. Fine. Fine. I reach my hand because I'm still on top of the. Uh... Oh no, we dropped down, right? Uh, no, so I, I you you are still on top of the hedge mage. Uh, Ernestine Carroll and Vader Bruin are are below with Lady Silverhall. She is not paying attention to either of them. Okay. Uh, then I like reach my hand out to hers and uh, kind of jump down from the hedge, um, and look at her very closely and say, "Stay close," and uh, proceed to to go towards where we last saw so Doyle. Doyle you are at in the center of this kind of clearing with a very very tall oak tree that you had kind of like climbed up and slammed your silver coin into and it shuddered and it absorbed that red light up in the top 
top right quadrant of that coin, filling two sections. And you kind of see all this unfold as the maze darkens, uh, sorry, as the sky darkens, and you can see the walls of the maze start to shift. I'm gonna need you to make a dexterity saving throw as you feel just a little tickle on your ankle. 12. Unless it's, oh, yep, nope, 12. <laughs> Reread re re my abilities because I haven't DD'd in a while. Yeah, that that's not going to do it. As you look down at this tree and you realize for a second that like none of your hands are on this tree, you shouldn't be like held to this tree anymore. You should be falling down to the ground, but actually there is this vine that has grabbed your ankle and it is holding you in place on this tree and you kind of start to fall backwards as as you're holding the uh the coin and you and you start to fall backwards and everybody sees this happening <laughs> oh oh yep nope i'm fall i'm not falling uh thanks little guy and i'll like pat the vine that's like holding on to my leg as i'm what like stiff board out like 90 degrees now like is it still holding on to me <laughs> uh -huh. yeah as a sign of thanks i am just going to do stupid druid things and i'm going to use druid craft to have some buds bloom on the vine so if this is a tree that flowers little flowers for it yeah you you see and is that a like a cantrip is that like, yep or, it's or is just, that just something that, that druids nope, can do novelty cantrip Druidcraft. <laughs> Create a tiny harmless sensory effect, or you can instantly make a flower blossom, a seed pod open, or a leaf bud bloom. And you see four of these nice flower buds just bloom, and they are jet black flowers with a yellow center. And you can feel this vine starting to tighten its grip on your legs. Would I recognize this flower by chance? Because that doesn't sound like very welcoming colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't why don't you roll perception or, or oh, I have or a like nature? A, yeah, roll roll a nature. <laughs> Druid things, uh, sixteen. Yeah, you recognize these flowers from a weird a weird type of predatory vine that you saw in the storm in the Stormhorn Mountains while you were on the project up there. Oh, this isn't good. Um yeah, I'm just gonna like try and like look around as I'm what, like 10, 15 feet in the air. Mm -hmm. Try and like reach towards something and like look around. Do, do I happen to see uh what is it, two people on top of the hedge now or just one? Uh, I think Olver jumped down. So We're there's down. nobody on top of the hedge. Dope. Dope, dope, dope. This is fine. This is fine. I'm sure I can so figure I, something I out. I jumped down and walked towards where I knew Doyle was. If that's... If that impacts you at all, Doyle. There's definitely people within your, within your line of sight. Got it. 
So uh, we oh. can see him, just to clarify. Oh, we yeah. can see oh, all yes. this happening. This is this Great. is happening okay. in plain view. Awesome. I I oh hi yeah you have great timing I'd love some help I would or just at least some snacks I might be here for a while um, don't recommend getting very close it does tend to uh, constrict yeah uh, are you all right uh right now yes but I would prefer to come down at some point. Maybe, maybe if you guys could just stack on each other's sh shoulders and maybe like pull on me, but don't get too close to the tree. Is the only thing around us the hedges? So there is in this clearing there, there are hedges and then there is this massive oak tree that now. Right. Yeah, but the oak tree is the, it, the, it is the main feature of this clearing. Yes. Okay. Can I, cause I still have, um, spider climb active because uh, it's an hour long spell yep. can I just climb up to one of the hedges and try and reach for Doyle so he's probably you know, this is a rather large clearing he's probably like about 30 feet or so away from, from the nearest hedge as the tree is right in the center of this clearing um over yes oh Perhaps have any experience with um, repelling? Mm, what? Where exactly are you going? Old army trick. You take a crossbow bolt, you tie a rope to it, you shoot it up into something where it sticks, and then you've got an anchor point, and then you can tie the other end off to uh, allow you to, uh, you know, cross a gorge or repel down the side of a cliff or drop in on your enemies unseen. I really don't think it's necessary to shoot me with a crossbow bolt. Well, it wasn't intended to shoot you. I was going to shoot the tree and give you a way to climb down more securely. Oh, I like that idea a lot better. Yeah. No. After you, uh, Over just kind of waves, waves water from the top of the head, just kind of like, after you, go ahead. All right. I, unless somebody's got a less um, militant idea, it's not my first choice, but it um, seems like an option. Oh, no, we should... Definitely watch this play out. Securing my early death this uh, episode. Um, <laughs> Father is going to reach into the folds of his cleric's robes and seemingly from nowhere produce a little wooden folded object that flips out into a pocket crossbow. <laughs> because flavor. Um, <laughs> load a bolt. Uh, reach back into his robes, pull out a coil of rope, because I'm going with the rules that we always have our uh, starting kit with us, because <laughs> Zep hasn't told me otherwise, and uh... Got all, all, all 1,000 yeah. ball oh, bearings. Yeah. Absolutely. They're in my other pocket. Um, <laughs> uh, I will tie a rope off to the end of my crossbow bolt, and I would like to try to shoot it into the trunk of the tree. I'm going to aim down and over slightly from where Doyle is to try to avoid uh, an accidental horrifying misfire in which I actually do shoot him. Yeah, just to roll roll me an attack for this, and you're gonna, you know, the tree is massive, you're gonna hit- That's pretty much down. what I was going for, is I just want to <laughs> mitigate the damage of accidentally shooting a teammate. Don't tempt the knight. <laughs> fine still wasn't a good shot um 
That was a nine. Yeah, you you definitely like you may not have gotten the arrow like as close to Doyle as you wanted, but you missed in the right direction, you know, away from him instead of towards him. That's right? all I wanted. <laughs> yeah, so you you definitely shoot it in there. You could probably get somebody within like three or four feet Excellent. of it. Um, cool. I will then hold up the rest of the coil rope. Um, should someone go up? Or, uh, Doyle, would you like me to try to sort of, uh, lasso this up to you so that you can come down? I'm not quite sure what your predicament is. Just, just, yeah, just give it a little, little, little lasso around. Just jump rope that on over me. And I'll just, I'll grab it and just... Yes, right, um, sorry. Do I actually have ball bearings? Because if so, I'm going to tie them to the end to give this weight and toss it over. But I don't think I actually do. I feel like everybody no, has ball bearings. No, it's only rogues. They're the only ones who get it in their starting equipment, which is very upsetting. Maybe artificers. Oh, you know what I do have, though, is an incense sensor. So I'll use that. Oh, my God. You have a dagger? Not that I'm going to throw. I might hit Mark. Or you just wrap the rope around the blade. <laughs> What the fuck is an it's incense sensor? It's that big sensor? metal thing that you put the incense in and you swing uh, to to put the smoke oh, in. I'm never okay. going to use it yeah, for okay, anything it, else. I, I didn't know that either, which is only evidence to how not religious I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think the only one I've ever seen was literally a, pl- a prop in a play. So, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> It's the mace that does fire damage instead of yeah. uh, piercing damage or bludgeoning damage. Anyway, I pull this weirdly shaped metal object out from the folds of my cloak, tie it to the other end of the rope, and I'm going to use that to give it myself enough weight to just like throw the other end of the rope up and around the branch that Doyle is precariously hanging off of. I think it's not so much I'm on a branch. It's so much that I'm on the side of the tree and that vines have like grappled m- my leg and my leg is kind of just on the tree. So the the branch that is nearest enough that it will drape the rope within cool, your cool, arm's cool. reach. Unless you want me to throw it over you. Yep, yeah, so y- you. I see what you're, you're doing. Definitely <laughs> yeah. smack yeah, so... him in the head with the sense. I'm trying to not kill you. <laughs> Let me not kill you. I, I have the most hit points in the group. I think we'll be fine. Is that is that a true thing that's true? Yes. I, I think yeah, I'm tired for first with for, 38. Ernestine yeah. and Doyle have the most HP. We have HP for no reason, as far as I know. I think just everyone else doesn't have HP for <laughs> a reason. Possible. It's it's class-based. Anyway, we can get into that at intermission. Um, yeah, gonna fling it over. Is that do I need to make our roll to see if I do that, or are we just is that a gimme? Why don't you give me some some type of uh, I guess that would be either would be a dex. I can do it right? as a dex check. So, some type of like acrobatics or like a dex. I'll, I'll, eh, athletics is like well, that's strength. It's athletics like, is strength because she's throwing. Yeah, something athletics right? is also for throwing and wrestling and anything you can do in the Olympics. Athletics covers wrestling, mm. except archery. I would rather use athletics and use my brute strength to heave, but I will do uh, dexterity if you want. Uh, I I would accept like yeah. a heave. I'm just making an, an argument check. for a skill I'm more likely to succeed at. Uh, what of what course, skill yeah, are you course. using? Yeah, no worries. I am going to use athletics because I am tall and I am a half orc, so I'm going to succeed Great. better. I would love to cast enhance ability upon you. 
which thanks, babe. gives Ooh. you an uh, advantage. The technical term would be cat's grace. Oh! <laughs> so, good luck with that one. I... As you throw it, you subconsciously meow. <laughs> I feel alive like that panther that I once strangled to death on the uh, beaches of the salt marsh. I mean, what? Um, with advantage, that was a... 17 plus 4 is a 21. Oh, easy. Well, you have a rope now, Doyle. It's anchored into the trunk of the tree. Beautiful. Have fun. <laughs> Don't know what you're doing from here. But... We're, we're all just going to sit back and watch. Yeah. Yeah, I will go ahead and reach on out for it and uh, just use that to get me some leverage to try and pull myself free now that I actually have something to grab onto. Rather than just being grabbed onto. <laughs> Why don't you roll me a uh, athletics check, and it's it's gonna be a it's gonna there's there's also gonna be a contest. Oh, that's fine. You're not that. you're never gonna beat this roll. I got a six. <laughs> <laughs> so I have like a twenty percent chance at winning right now if it's contested. So let's go. Yeah. So you. you Doyle Charleston, as you just like grab this rope and start prying away from this tree, the vines go limp. And for a second, you're like, yeah, I fucking did it as you start falling to the ground. But then about halfway down to the ground, you realize that you weren't really like giving it a lot of strength. And as you're falling down to the ground, you can see these vines holding a silver object that has a slight red glow. As, as, as it sleight of handed that coin out of your pocket as, as you fell down. Oh, no, <laughs> not today. Um, and I, I think as I see that coin starting to uh, disappear, I'm going to go ahead and light up my hands with produce flame. And I am just going to throw a fastball <laughs> straight on down of uh, just some nice fieriness at the vines to get it to drop my coin. Uh, great. Um, okay, I guess we're gonna go into combat now because Doyle is shooting fire out of his. <laughs> it hands. wasn't me. Um, <laughs> I was afraid it would be me. <laughs> So we we do combat a little bit differently in this game than regular 5v, and this is the first combat that we have done. So I'm going to explain it. We are using a system that is stolen from the Fate Core rulebook, and the way that it works is that now now that Doyle has has made this action, we are going to all uh, come together and do this combat as a group, we're not gonna be rolling initiative. The way that it's gonna work is that the person who goes is going to pick the next combatant, so on and so forth. I will be playing the the enemies and picking as such, uh, but every person in, in the combat is gonna get a turn for each round. So we are gonna try and like see how this goes. And the goal of it is to take the focus away from you know the whole D&D combat system and kind of like make it a little bit more narrative and kind of focus focus on like what's actually happening instead of trying to like meta and power your way into a bunch of damage which of course you can still do but you better get everyone before the enemy comes up because then they get to do the exact same thing <laughs> yeah exactly so doyle 
you turn around and what have you fired at at this vine? This is an attack roll for me because I am throwing the spell at this plant. So yeah, I think I'm just going to light up my hands because it basically puts a flame in my hand and then I can choose to throw it as part of the action. So I'm just going to be like, oh no, you don't. If you're smart enough to steal, you're smart enough to drop it. And I'm just going to throw it back down at my coin and roll to attack, which is not going to be great. That is an 11. That is going to is going to miss as as the vine with the hand just quickly just moves itself out of the way as you kind of like are falling down and you do that and you're like maybe I should have just like thrown the fire at you know at the base of the vine instead of trying to hit the vine the hand the vine with the hand. Um and yeah, I'm just gonna like point my finger probably upside down at this point because I think I'm still <laughs> grappled and just at the other vine that pickpocketed me, dwap it. And I'm going to have the vine go next. <laughs> or I guess you, yeah, the plant. So the plant just, it doesn't, it doesn't speak, but it has these beautiful black and yellow flowers on it. And the vine just slowly drops you down to the ground and pats you on the head. Thank you. Coin. And the coin is, just gets raised higher and higher and higher until it's about, you know, 40 feet up in the air. <laughs> I'm not leaving without it. And then Lady Silverhall tug, tugs on your sleeve, or like I, I guess kind of like tugs on your pant leg over because you are up on the, uh, up on top. Just like, we should go. We should go while, while they're distracted. And, okay, and now it's your fair. Are you giving me the next turn? Um, yes. Over jumps down from the, from the hedge, uh, looks at Miss Silverhall and says, with all due respect, madam, that small man knows something that I need to know if I intend to walk out of here the winter. And I say to her, so if you wouldn't mind just sitting here and relaxing for a minute, I think that'd be a great help. Look, we either go and then we talk, or I'm going to go and find somebody else. Very well. I can't help you if you don't want to be helped. And I turn away from her and cast shield on myself which was originally intended for her what a dummy <laughs> um, and I have, uh, plus five uh, AC and as I'm walking towards the tree I walk up to Vader and I kind of turn, turn him and say so does a priest from the military have any experience with this kind of thing I mean uh I have many ways of convincing uh, sentient beings of um, doing what is most right in the moment, whatever that may be, but um, I can certainly give it a try. Um, that very tall man at the gates did say that we shouldn't lose these coins, yes, because it would be of dire consequences if we did? That's correct. Very well, let's um, help Mr. I'm sorry, did I get your name? Charles, 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 Chuck, we can deal with that later. Doyle. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Charleston. Quite. Is is that the conclusion of your turn, Oliver, or do you have one more action? Oh, you know what I just realized? Shield only lasts one round, so that means by the time next time I come around, it'll 
it'll, it'll oh, be able yeah. to Sh sh Shield uh, for a sorcerer is a reaction. So it's actually after you get attacked. So you can fire that's, it that's off. That's a good point. So I can't use it. Okay. Correct. Strike that. Reverse it. Yeah, I'm going to strike that. I am going to walk up to Vada. I have that interaction, but I'm going to just prepare an attack when the uh, tree gets within five feet of me. I'm going to prepare Thunderclap, which is a cantrip. Sweet. So you can now pass to Ernest. So I'm going to pass to Vada. I'm going to pass to Vada uh, after saying, does, you know, does a priest with uh, does, a, does a priest with army experience have experience with this?" And then that'll indicate your turn. Great. I've just been assuming that probably. Uh, Ernestine is still nearby. Um, mm -hmm. I obviously let go of her arm when I had to fire my crossbow. So I'll just turn and be like, um, if you've got any, uh, any more tricks up your sleeve, um, now might be the time to think about it, but, uh, hopefully this will be over quickly. And I will, uh, very gently approach the tree and, uh, just be, um, hello? I don't... Would you be so kind as to return, uh, Mr. Charleston's coin this is very impolite and you know stealing really isn't quite proper and i'm going to attempt to command i need the tree to make a wisdom saving throw please the tree would be happy to make a wisdom saving throw <laughs> trees are hella wise this is the thing like this is one of those things that could go either way it could have wisdom out the wazoo or have like a negative because it's a plant well, i don't know i mean the tree has got more wisdom than charisma. I can tell you that oh, much. This well, is a beautiful tree. Thank you. I literally much. don't know what that means. <laughs> it's probably got like a three charisma. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's it 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 got a four. Um, cool. That is throw. going to fail. Um, and so the one word command I'm going to say because technically it's supposed to be a one word command is return. Mm. As I kind of walk forward, and just like, would you please return my friend's coin? Thank you very much. It kind of just like slowly starts starts lowering lowering the coin down. It really doesn't want to. You can tell that it doesn't want to, but it's gonna start slowly lowering. My reach is up about like seven and a half, eight feet. If it gets within that range, I will just pluck it. It's probably not gonna get down in that range. Okay. It's about thirty feet up, uh, so it's so it's probably gonna start slowly going Excellent. down. I will still have my hand up, just sort of like waiting for it because I, I am the tallest person <laughs> here, so. Um, and Rude. I will just yes. turn back and kind of nod to uh, nod to um, Wolver and then kind of nod to Ernestine. This is passing to Ernestine, of course. Uh, Ernestine is going to cast Minor Illusion and make a bunch of coins appear on the ground. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> that's amazing. Are they all glowing, or are they just regular coins? Uh, they're they're glowing. They would they would be in appearance to your coins. So I mean, they'll all disappear or whatever. Once uh -huh. we, we, it, it won't get confused, but it should confuse the tree long enough. Hopefully, all of these silver all these silver coins that have two quadrants filled just start appearing on the ground. They're shimmery. They're shiny. Oh, beans. That puts me at the end of the round, don't it? I guess Ernestine's gonna call the Doyle. Does that make it any better? I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I'm just gonna walk over next to uh, uh, Vader and just like tap my foot. Thank you. I, I appreciate the help. Oh, actually, I, I, want, I wanted to try something. Is your coin near? 
yes i think um vader uh fishes through his pockets uh drops like six ball bearings on the ground and pulls out his coin uh and i would like to try flicking her coin or his coin yes just with your hand okay yeah yep, you... just just flick it like i saw the uh butler do yeah it it, it makes a nice noise just like a but it's it's not anywhere close to that perfect C natural that Ernestine heard back when Harriet Lockwell flicked the coin and and it flowed with power and and the Vader's coin is still just the way that and it was. And also not like the giant Goliath guy. What was his name? Correct. Uh, Jonathan Hadley. Yes, Jonathan no. Hadley. Yes. Trying to look back through my notes. All of these people this will be. That's why we have a somehow. shared doc. Uh huh. A cheater doc. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Contractors don't seem to make it work. Oh, yeah. You see, you we're getting my coin. Thank you again. And I'll, I'll just like push that like back into your pocket. And uh, yeah, I, I'm going to give my initiative back to the tree because I want that coin, damn it. The tree sees that there are all these other very similar coins on the ground. And what it's going to do is it is going to, with its one vine, it is just going to throw the coin straight at the ground right in the middle of all of the other coins. And then with the second vine, it is going to just sweep all of the coins, jumbling them all up. Okay, well, I think... A lot of them disappear. <laughs> <laughs> is it, uh, is that what happens to, uses, to, to minor uh, An action to examine, uh, then I guess they have to make an investigation check. That's basically like. Well, I guess it's also not a physical interaction with the image reveals it to be an illusion because things right. pass through it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I guess what that looks like is that it it literally throws the coin down, swipes all of the coins, and the only coin that moves is the real coin, and you can well, it just all like see. eats itself off into the hedges of the rest. Yeah, like, yeah. Oops. Exactly. It, it just like eats itself like fifteen feet off to the side, and then the uh, the uh, tree tree is gonna pass to to Vader. Um. Vader will just uh, look up at the treatment. Thank you so very much. Very much appreciated. Thank you. And is going to head on over to grab the coin. I, yeah, I assume I could do that. I'm just going to go over, uh, grab the coin that I know to be the real one and pick it up and head back over to hand it back to Doyle. Yeah. And the, the, a tree is, you know, no, no longer being, being aggressive and we can come out of combat um, as, as it lost the, its shiny thing. Aww. We solved the tree puzzle. <laughs> One <laughs> down. <laughs> the truzzle. <laughs> and over you, you kind of like look look back, and you, Lady Silverhall is gone. She she bounced. I figured that was the case, so instead I turned my attention to the exchange of the coin between Vader and Doyle, and I kind of just interject. Uh, Doyle, may I take a look at that? I'm going to keep this on me, just the whole losing okay, it well, and then not then having it. And then I pull out my coin and just tap my coin to his coin with like no inspiration. At all. I'm just like, 
Yeah, like that I'm that I'm yeah. fine with, but like I'm definitely like have it yeah. in my it, hands. It just clicks, nothing happens. No. Tuck that. Curious. Ernestine wants to join that party. <laughs> we we need to <laughs> clink clank around just in case. Well, I actually have a theory of the coins as I'm going to go ahead and just take mine and just shove it into my cod piece for safekeeping. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, Vodder uh, sees you do that and like, you don't quite see him wipe his hand against his robes, <laughs> but he definitely does it. Um, no, the um, I, I had theory with the coins. Uh, so I wanted to try and activate someone else's by flicking it because I do technically work for Entrar, uh, but I guess I'm more of a contractor rather than like a full-time position. I, I've got kind of, you know, a running theory, you know, so far I've only seen someone who works here activated and this tree, you know, lived and grew up here. So I have a feeling we're going to be, you know, kind of exploring the grounds finding all of these different things related to either life here, work here, existing here. So uh, I'm really excited to go to the, uh, probably the attic. I mean, that's where you store all your stuff. There's got to be something up there to activate another one, you know, like real high points. Rich people love high points. That's why their towers are so big. I'm, I'm sorry. I uh, Forgive me. I haven't really been to one of these sorts of uh, shindigs oh, yeah, before. Me um, is this is this some sort of like scavenger hunt? What exactly? Or, 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 or a party game? I don't totally understand what this is meant to be. Um. Well, Miss. Oh. What was it? Silverhall. Um. Who 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 came into the maze? She wanted to be the first one to get to the tree because she thought that, you know, it, it would be one of the activation points because apparently there was a similar game last year. So I'm going off of that. And if there's a game, I'm playing to win. I'm the big turkey on these fields. Right. I'm not sure I understand your metaphor, but I believe... The turkey, it's the, it's, it's, it's the majestic beast of the plains. Have you ever encountered a wild turkey? Yes, we ate them quite frequently during the war. Exactly. They're fearsome and bold and delicious. They're the best animal, both alive and deceased. Right. So, um, do we feel the need to find Miss Silverhole on our way out? Or seeing as how she has, um, settled on her own, should we leave her to her own devices? Or is there any other business we should take care of here involving the, um, sentient and somewhat upsetting tree i guess if there's a chance um so i i lit up this quadrant by tapping it into a notch in top of the tree about 10 feet up so good luck if you want to try it again now that we know about the vines it might be a little easier i guess we could always just ask for it to light up the others you you said you're a druid do you have the ability to just ask it for us uh, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I don't mean I don't mean to presume. I just I, I just I seem rather I don't impolite to I, go yo. knocking our coins against its trunk after we just um you know shot it with a crossbow and threatened it with fire and things like that. That's kind of why I don't want to talk to it. Fair enough. Valid concern. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 
we could leave and explore some more. Um, I did see while I was up there, things may have moved. So yes, I certainly the, got that impression the, as well. The, the way out might not be the way in. Uh, Oliver, you didn't happen to see how things had shifted, did you? Oliver's <laughs> already climbing up the top, up to the up to the top of the hedge. I never broke concentration for spider climb, so. And it's kind of just looking around, hands in pockets, you know, very casually, just kind of... I would say... I would say I can get us out of here. Excellent. Uh, if you point the way, then um, we'll follow. Safe to say here that I, I get out to... I can guide us out safely. Why don't you roll me an investigation, and we'll see how long it takes you to get out. Or like, or, or a survival. I'm, 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 I'm open. <laughs> um, twelve. Yeah. So it's, it seems that the maze like got bigger or something. It takes you guys like a good twenty to thirty minutes to like get out of this thing. When like it took you like ten, fifteen to get in. It, like almost twice as long. And like you, you just could could swear that this maze got bigger. Yeah, I got I got nothing here. I, I would say like once we get out, I kind of hop down from the from the hedge maze and uh, start heading towards the house. I am I am definitely seeking out Miss Silverhall. As you guys get out, you you see uh, you know you, you see the house, and then there's also a a windmill that is towering up to the side of the house, and then also there's there's that graveyard that that we talked about before. Uh, and as you guys leave the maze, the sky gets a little bit brighter, and you can hear just like the faint rustling of vines as the maze kind of like starts shifting back, and and, a, and it kind of retracts a little bit as it gets smaller. The passageways get a little bit wider, and it just gets a little bit more inviting. And and I think the entire time we were walking out of the maze, I was trying to get to know. Uh, vader a little bit more uh vader did call me friend so i believe i probably jettisoned myself into how i gave birth to three of my cousins and one of my uncles and got to deliver them as just you know a get to know you thing that's probably the tail end conversation that uh that that over gets when he when he finally jumps down like yeah and that's how i delivered my uncle uh, Vader nods and listens politely the whole time while watching Olver's directions and escorting Ernestine if she would like. He will not uh, force the issue. If she wants to just like skirt ahead and avoid this conversation, also oh, totally fine. Ernestine is writing down every word. <laughs> but yeah, I really have to say, the stew that we made for my uncle's placenta, easily the best. Now, is that a... This is like the only time he's spoken this entire run. So is that a cultural thing or just a your family's tradition oh I, I I learned it from a couple of elves yeah fascinating right um I guess I can't really talk my ancestors ate their young on occasion so who knows well seems well out over thank you for such excellent direction nature gives and it is delicious over like maintains his hands in his pockets, just kind of like casually walking, with with a look on his face that's like, "What have I gotten myself into?" 
So, uh, yeah, Peter, uh, w- yeah, tell me about your your family. Uh, you seem to be uh, a uh, nice, nicer demeanor. I appreciate that, friends. Well, um, I don't have any family. I've been in the church for 40 something years. And, um, I like to, uh, support the church and serve my mission. Um, spreading knowledge and, uh, peace to all. Hey, look, the sky's lightening up. That's. I hadn't even realized how dark it's gotten. Interesting. It's only, what, 6 30? Closer to 7. Uh, stomach saying dinner should be ready in hour and a half oh two hours we could sneak into the kitchen they usually have food ready ahead of time with the amount of people they're trying to feed well i never turned down the opportunity to uh sample delicacies that does seem rather impolite um i personally would like to go perhaps um freshen up a bit i know it seems a bit finicky but uh we have just um been through a hedge maze so I, I think that's the first time uh, Doyle is going to realize that the, he got into the maze by jumping through little holes that he was making. So yeah, I am completely covered in dirt. Yeah, no, I get, I, I, I get that would be a good idea. That's probably not bad. Pat myself off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, shower, but uh, bath before dinner. Ernestine does a little press to digitate just to make sure he's not running around like pig pen. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Thank you. You're quite welcome. <laughs> I do think if given the opportunity, Vader will turn very and very quietly, just kind of like whisper to Ernestine, did you write that all down? Oh, yes. <laughs> you just see like this notebook is not like super big, but she's filled up a lot of pages just in the last like, what, 20 minutes we've been walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was about 25 minutes to get out of the maze. Yeah, yeah. She's basically written a whole book. Uh, Vado will just be like, excellent. We should, um, perhaps we can discuss this later. And just kind of like wink at her. And then he will just, uh. Oh, anytime, Vado. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> Sorry, so is the general consensus that everyone's going in to freshen up and get, like, so, Overdrin, you reach the door of the mansion first. You're probably followed about 20, 30 feet behind uh, by by the rest of our, our motley crew. And it, you, you open the door, and what awaits you inside is two beings down kind of at a high boy off to the left of the door who are, who are staring uh, up, up as, a, as you see the back of a very dirty lady silver hall, just grumbling up the stairs, yelling, I can't believe they just put me through that. I just wanted to get the fuck. I'm gonna have his head. I, I, and then her voice just trails off as you, as you just hear her just clomping up, up this grand staircase, up, up to the third level. And one of these two beings next to you is a very snappily dressed kobold in in a Baldur's Gate invest in, in he he like has like um like a like a very nice like almost like military like suit on and there is a Baldur's Gate investigatory services badge on on his uniform and he he kind of just like looks looks up at Lady Silverhall and l- looks back at you and just like do you know her? 
while Lady Silverhall is like yelling and exclaiming, the biggest smirk creeps over uh, over Olver's face. He's like just happy to know that she isn't dead or anything happened to her. You know, it's kind of like we'll work that out. You know, that's just what the look on his face says. What he says to the kobold is, "No, sir, I'm sorry. I don't know her at all. I met her today." But 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 but, but what she he she came and talking about a uh, a very fancily dressed man to make a, a business d deal. But I just this is I sorry. Let 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 me introduce my, myself. I am I am Detective Rhubarb of the Baldur's Gate Investigatory Services. Um, who how may I who 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 are you? Drin. Overdren, Mr. Rhubarb, what may I ask is the investigative services doing here? Well, we you know, we just like to keep an eye on all of these high high gatherings, and Mr. Silvershield always says that we have an open door at any of his gatherings. And also, I am I hear the boar is amazing. Yes, of course it is important to uh, stay weary of the eccentric and rich, wouldn't you say? <laughs> the other being who, who is a gnome about three and a half feet tall. He's in a, a regular p policeman's uniform and he, he, he turns to you. Well, um, yeah, I heard that, uh, that you, uh, that, that the Drin runs a, uh, you know, a pretty nice establishment, don't you know? Less of an establishment, but sure. Yeah, no, a um, the name the name is Custard, and uh, you know, you're you're one of the good ones. And he and he like pokes you right right in the chest. He has to like reach up all the way to to poke you. Oh, oh Olver is very off put by that. You can tell he he like pops <laughs> his jacket and like who cares that he's just been fighting a magic tree? He's like. <laughs> Gentlemen, is there something I can do for you? Or... Oh well, just um, I just you know keep keep an eye out here on for anything. Um, you know we're I I am greatly looking forward to 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 dinner. Of course, and I am looking forward to your protective services. Detective Rhubarb hands hands you a very nice business card, and it just says, you know, Detective Rhubarb, Baldur's Gate Investigatory, Investigatory Services, and it has the address of the local police station, um, wh wherever that may be. Look, I I I, I am at your your your, your service, um, but p p please, you know, just don't hes hesitate to ask if you have any questions. But you know, I. I'm here to make every bub 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 buddy's time great. Rest assured, Detective Rhubarb, I am also here at your service, should the need arise. And like, Oliver slips the uh, business card into his sleeve and walks past the two of them. Constable Custard just takes another swig of that delicious, delicious, delicious scotch and as as you walk up the stairs you hear him just say to detective rhubarb yeah i i just think that 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 drin guy he's um 
He just runs a really good business. No, I hear I heard that people just gifted him that stuff. And at that point, Ernestine Carroll, Vodder Bruin, Doyle, Charleston, you guys enter this this weird scene as Oliver is about halfway up the stairs. <laughs> well, time to go shake hands with the boys in blue. Uh, thanks for the whole cleaning of the jagged thing. Really appreciate that. Not a um, problem. You, you guys should uh, talk over those notes. I'll, I'll go ahead and w- wink at uh, Vader and then go ahead and just like pivot on the heels and just kind of like strut and shake my butt while I head over to the uh, other guys. Hey, the BGI, the BGC. How you doing, boys? And I'll give like a nod to the kobold and I'll, I'll try to go in for like one of the stupid, friendly, like gnome brotherhood handshakes with uh, the gnome officer. And then I will go ahead and get down. I believe they had a dog with them. They, they did. It was a very, very nice Excellent. I will go ahead and get down to the dog's level as well and start talking with the dog before I address the other two. Because as a gnome, I can talk to small creatures. <laughs> and I would like the dog's opinion on things first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you like get down and start. And what do you ask the dog? <laughs> How go your duties, sir? Or ma'am? Look, well, I just, um, all I know is that whatever thing that is in the cups that they're drinking is fucking disgusting. It's... It is not for everyone, but is it uncommon to things they've drank in the past? No. Rhubarb and custard drink this a lot, especially when they go to these, these gatherings. They don't seem to act differently, though, after a few they seem like they can have quite a few before anything really uh, starts to bother them. I I just I just wish that I, I don't I just think it's gonna taste different every single time. Uh, would you like something that tastes different? And I'll go ahead and, and like rustle through like my my root pouch and and go ahead and pull out like a small carrot. It's a little on the sweeter side. It's got a nice crunch to it. I think that might do the trick for you. Can I have it? Yeah, p- please. Just um, let me know your name. My name is Banana. Banana? It's nice to meet you. I'm Doyle. If you need anything, need any help, just come find me. Thank you, Doyle. And Banana eats eats the carrot. H- hand, hand Banana the carrot. I. That's a weird sentence. Uh, yeah, hand Banana the carrot. Um, <laughs> and, and go ahead and like give a pat. Also allow like my scent to be picked up and things like that. And go ahead and just uh, stand back up because I probably just like laid on the floor to have this small engagement with the dog next to the uh, other two officers that are just sipping their scotch. Uh, and yeah, I'll go ahead and stand up. Like, uh, got a good partner there. Oh yeah, no, uh, banana. Uh, she is the best. Like she, she has been there for us ever. She, she's one of the good ones. And uh, Constable Custer just like poke, pokes Banana with like the same, the, the exact same poke that he gave to Ulver when he was talking to him. Yeah, you're good people. And I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and like poke him a couple times on the chest too, just because it seems like that's his language. <laughs> oh yeah, no, hey, if if you ever see anybody sneaking around doing anything, um, you know, they're up, they're up to no good, you, you, you just come, you just come tell me, all right? And we'll... We'll take care of it. 
Sure thing. Glad you guys are uh, working. Well, the rest of us are here to party. So appreciate that. Uh, Constable Custard take, takes another sip of scotch. Yeah, no, it's um, it's tough life here, here out on the beat. Right. Well, I have a date with a tub. If you'll excuse me, gentlemen. And I will go ahead and make my way upstairs to find my quarters. Try and find somewhere to freshen up. And, like, a a as I go, I will try to, like, get Vader and, like, push Vader, like, a little closer to uh, Ernestine. I'm pretty sure Vader and Ernestine have just been standing, like, watching you get down to the floor and just, like, <laughs> quietly have this, like, conversation. And that's what I'm assuming it sounded like to us anyway. Oh, big time. Yes. Yes. 100% oh, yeah. some light arfs arfs. <laughs> And so I think we've just been standing there the whole time. Probably Vader is, was like getting ready to walk away and then just stopped and kind of like, oh no, Ernestine was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I need someone else. To... He reached into his pocket and pulled out like one of those little like golf pencils like all churches have to fill out surveys and just like handed it to her so that she could keep taking notes. <laughs> he, oh, I think I, I think I'm going to start writing. Oh, this is like a children's series, right? Certainly. Um, there's lovely uh, stories about people who can speak to all of the gods' creatures. And is he... Is that? Did that dog just try to drink whiskey off the floor? That can't be good for it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe this is, uh, maybe this is uh, slightly uh, bigger than kids. Perhaps. Maybe there's, a, there's an in-between adults and children genre. Oh, that would we be... Should probably... You know, that's, that's a genre that should exist. Market. There are really many should. teenagers who I minister to who would love uh, uh, fiction targeted specifically for their age group. At, at young adults. Yes. yes, they're sort of like adults, but they're younger than adults. Excellent. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, as they come to the end of there, I'll get like stand up, dust myself off again, and, and I'll see them kind of staring, and I'll just like give them a big smile and like just do like a little air, like you guys just get together, and then just like a big smile and like stare at them and like start to blush for them, and then I'll just head, head my way up the stairs and uh, go and find my own quarters. Vader will repeat the hand gesture that he made of sort of like pushing us together and be like, Is this? Does he need a fluff pillow? Is there a... I'm not sure. Oh. Right. Um. Well. I, I, I don't really know what is going on in that man's mind at any moment. And I think that's probably the greatest thing about him. To be fair, based on the conversation we had coming out of the hedge mace, um, I am perfectly content to only know the things that come out of his mouth because I am somewhat terrified of what else might be inside. That is understandable. I've uh, never uh -huh. heard so much about the birthing process in I, 20 minutes. It's true. I don't know about that uh, placenta recipe, but maybe that's like a adding an elf thing. I don't know. It must be. I've maybe never... it's a wood elf thing. I don't recall anyone in my lineage consuming of any part of the birthing process. Uh, no, certainly not from uh, my side of things either that I recall. Anyway, um, fine. may I escort you up to your room? Oh, I'm fine. I thank you, Father. You you go ahead and and 
do do as thou wilt. <laughs> clever, clever. <laughs> um, very well. Um, I do. It's been lovely to um chat with you, and uh, perhaps we can talk more about uh, literature and your uh, writing pursuits at uh, dinner, if we get the opportunity. Of course, that would be delightful. Yes, I'd love to know your opinion on uh, the current state of uh, literature. Are you just in the theatre? I loved the theatre when I was uh, in the military. I'm not a fan of the theatre. Oh, well. Literature it is then. <laughs> very well. Um, good day, and he'll just give you give you a little bit of a bow and uh, take his leave. We'll get there. <laughs> oh yes, we will. Over Drin, what is your objective when you are a, a, as you walk up the stairs? <laughs> That's a great question. All this time, I've actually been not thinking about that. My objective is going to be to like <laughs> follow but not engage Silverhall. I'd like to see kind of where she's 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 pretty critical to my business pursuits. So I just mm. want to want to pursue her, kind of get an idea of what who she's talking to. You know what where she's engaging. Yeah, absolutely. She is going straight up to the third level. And as as you kind of crest the stairs into the second level, which opens up into the main dining area, you you can see a um, a purple skin tiefling setting setting the table. It's a it's a very very long kind of banquet style mm -hmm. table. Uh, they're obviously getting ready for the impending fancy dinner. And this girl is is setting the table. You can see a archway that leads into what looks like a library that has the nice um, rolling glow of a fire. And there is um, Hurricane Silverhall, which is just she is just storming up the stairs. There's just like this trail of dirt and mud as she is just kind of like just screaming at the top of her lungs, just like. You think why would I ever go into business with him? He wouldn't even he wouldn't even help me. I almost died and then and you hear just a door slam at at, at the top of the stairs as she enters some some room up there. Okay, I'm going to enter the the dining hall instead. And I will walk up to this tiefling and introduce myself. Over Drin. Oh. Oh, hi. I'm 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 Amy. Um I look, I'm I'm kind of busy right now. I, I, I gotta set the table. Um, can I, Amy? I'd do you just need like anything? to know when dinner is planned to start? Oh, dinner, dinner is um, gonna be in about in, a, in about an hour. Uh huh. And do you know? Yeah. What's for dinner tonight? And do you know? Is there assigned seating? Should I find my seat now? Oh, there's, there's no assigned seating. But we we have many many options um, for for dinner. There's going to be you know a bunch of proteins, boar, chicken. There's going to be wonderful wonderful a salad of, of root root vegetables, uh, breads, pastries, desserts, any anything that you could possibly want. We would have. Of course. And uh, will Mr. Silvershield be joining us? Oh yes, ab absolutely. He should he should actually be be coming down pretty quickly. He he likes to to, to oversee just you know the, the final table settings. Um, just make sure that we we do all a good job. I this is this is the only the second big event that I've I've worked for him. I'm I'm pretty new. Ah, and where are you new from? Oh, I 
I just came, I was I'm traveling through, um, I'm actually on, on my way east, but I'm just here, here just getting money. I need to buy, I need to buy a new sword. Um, my, mine new sword, mine, mine kind of broke. Yeah. We were dealing with, a some, some pesky goblins, but, and I, I kind of had to run away, but that sounds like the words of an adventurer. I mean, and she like kind of blushes a little bit. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it an adventurer. I'm, I'm trying though. Uh, Ulver sits down, you know, kind of takes the like, uh, the like comfortable cross-legged pose and said, "In my younger days, I was an adventurer." Mind you, he's like thirty, so <laughs> it's not like his adventure days are over. <laughs> <you know? But> <laughs> <laughs> In my younger days, I was an adventurer. Where are you headed east? Oh, I'm just I'm headed headed east past past the Stormhorns. I'm really just. You no, know, trying to make a make a name for myself. And heading east to the Stormhorns can do that for you. Well, I. She kind of like looks around sheepishly. I. I just figured that I would find a, a quest on the way, and you know, I'll just kind of work out. I like to believe that opportunity is something that you create. Say, for example, this interaction creates an opportunity for me and. What do you mean? Well, I have potential business prospect east near Stormhorn, and I'm looking for somebody to maybe carry a few messages for me, deliver some messages back. I'd be willing to sponsor your adventure, of course, do sword, extra rations for the day, but it wouldn't be for a couple of days that we could talk about the planning. Until then, maybe we could continue talking while we're here. You would give me a quest? Good help is rare. Oh yeah, I I could use the, the sword, but why why would you be willing to just get me that stuff that seems a bit forward? Well, I mean, you have to understand that I am a man with little time and a lot of business. And to be fair, it doesn't seem like you are sitting here Mm, how can I say this? Indulging your own stories? I don't need someone who's going to make a big noise out of the adventure I give them. I need someone who knows how to get the job done. And it seems like maybe we might have a place for each other in that way. Roll persuasion. 12. And roll it, roll it with advantage. 12. <laughs> She kind of like looks at you. Look, I. Oh, that would. That's super, super thoughtful of you. But let me look. I. I want to. I want to talk about this more. But I. I he stands up like very abruptly and just says, "Think it over." And I know that this won't be our, the last time our paths will cross. Okay. God, I. I spent too much time talking. Oh. Oh my God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in trouble. And she. And she runs back towards the kitchen. Just flustered as all hell. Okay. In that time, then, I will go back and try and uh, find Ernestine. Yeah, I, I I don't think Ernestine is trying to hide. No, no, but I'm just like, I don't know where she went after I went upstairs. Ernestine, uh, her intention after um, 
she and Vader separated was to just kind of like find some common areas and just like find a chair and sit and eavesdrop on anybody that happened to meander by. She's just people watching after if she needs to, giving herself a little press to digitate. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's really not much down on, on, on the first mm -hmm. level for you. There's a couple doors that flank this grand staircase, but they definitely look like service doors to you. And so I, I think that you would probably want to like go go upstairs. And as you get upstairs, you kind of see see uh, Olver having having this conversation. And while while that's happening, uh, you see a, a an archway that has a library in it that is has this warm glowing fire in it. Um, and then there is also the kitchens in the back. And then the staircase keeps going up to a third level. Righto. Then she probably popped into the library to cop a squat. Yeah, and in, in the library, you see two very old men, humans. They're both wearing the identical suit, which they are obviously rented. It looks like this is the first time these suits have ever been worn. Like, cre like crease lines still might be in them. And the only difference between these the, these two elder statesmen is that one of them is wearing a yellow cummerbund and the other one is wearing a purple cummerbund. And they just have a bunch of books just laid out on a coffee table in front of the fire. And why don't you roll me a perception check? Ooh, and roll. Uh, it's a 15. You don't need to uh, have too many looks at the books that are on the table. You know them very fucking well. It is the entire uh, Caddick the Dark series. <laughs> cool. <laughs> For those of you playing that home, that is Richard Castle's books and and you can see these these two old older guys just just pouring over one and one of them has dark of the night up and is just like f flipping through and you can hear him saying but but how would this work on the in the proscenium <laughs> why is this the game we're playing tonight okay He's just going to walk over and be like, you know, I hear the author is impossible. Absolutely won't give up the rights to adaptations. And the the man with the yellow cummerbund looks up. Well, I... You know, I... I hear that there's already a, a, a screenplay done by, by this author. Some sources have told me that this is a pseudonym. Mr. Castle is supposed to be here today. Yes. Well, he's not here yet. Unfortunately, I'm sure. Were you planning on uh, presenting him with your ideas? Oh, we are uh, more more pre presenting him with um with with the <laughs> in an offer that he cannot refuse is that so what could that possibly be yes oh we 
we could never di divulge that to anybody except for for Richard himself. This is this is very big business. Oh well, I have absolutely no head for business. I'm sure whatever you have planned will absolutely do the trick. I'm just curious. Bat's eyelashes fondly at this man. And I think at at that point, um, over you. You are walking by, and you kind of like get get a whiff of this conversation. And uh, Doyle and and Vodder, if if you guys had had come up the stairs, you guys are starting 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 to hear this from from the library, as as the man with the with the purple cummerbund just looks looks up. Um, yes, have have you read have you read these works? Oh, I've I've read a couple of them. I I think I read the. The Dark Storm one? Yes, that was the one that involved a, a hurricane, correct? Or or was that just shot in the dark? Oh, I get them all confused. So many words. Oh, I... We... Can we say that Oliver, like, walks up and picks up one of the books and kind of, like, gives it a nod and, like, you know, and, and is, like, very... Now very obviously, like, listening to this conversation in full. What I'm going for here, by the way, is, like... <laughs> Ulfur is very experienced at people pretending to be something they're not because he is somebody who pretends to be something he's not. <laughs> so like, I, I, I'm, you know, just kind of like looking at looking at it and, and listening to the conversation, just listening to it play. I'll, I'll interject, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've also spent like two and a half minutes with Ernestine and she's definitely not, I would say, playing the cards that you've seen her deal. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll kind of turn to the old guys and and I'll I'll uh, what's 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 the pen name Richard what? Castle. Castle. I want I, for some reason I was gonna say Lockhart and I was like nah, I don't think that's the right series, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I kind of turn turn them and say and what exactly would you say to the uh, to, to Richard Castle if he was standing here in front of you? Look, we if he doesn't agree to letting us making it an adaptation for the stage we're gonna make our own mm -hmm. and this type of business tactic has worked for you in the past look we wrote the book on intellectual property and we if we want something it just has to be close enough without being exact Oliver turns to look at uh, at Ernestine and looks back at the, the two old men and says, yes, of course. Why wouldn't near plagiarism be something that we all strive for if we're rich enough to afford to be able to do it? <laughs> it certainly is a fascinating prospect, gentlemen. I didn't catch your names. Reginald Fairbrand, and that's my brother, but... Uh, Arthur Fairbrand! Oh. The Fairbrand Brothers. I do believe I've heard of you boys before. I can't quite put my finger on where, but I'm sure it was somewhere thoroughly respectable. And she like does a little something. I don't know if they've got like a tie on or anything like that, but she gives it a little pat and like straightens one on a on Reginald's. The, yeah, their cummerbunds. Cummerbund feels a little. I don't think she's getting. <laughs> You're touching <spunky>. the cummerbund. 
<laughs> yeah, they they definitely have some like frilly yeah, she thing just, going on. Yeah, here, like I'm sure a a frock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? exactly. A frock? No, an yeah, ascot. 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 Yes, ascot. Uh, or a yeah. kibot. Yeah, Ernestine gives one. Uh, I guess on Reginald, I think a little a little straighten, and then she's like, oh, and like gives him a little what would typically it be a pat on the cheek, but she's gives him a good like slap slap. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Un unhand me. I meant no offense. You're just a little bit a little bit ruffled from all this work you seem to be doing. What an investment. You seem to be putting so much time and effort into this. And you don't even have it locked down yet. Look, I mean, we're all here because we we're good at our craft. Alright, trust the process. The ends justify the means. That's why we're here. That is certainly how I have always heard it. What brings you here? I've spilled my life to you. Your whole life? Really? My life's work, how we make money. But who are you? Oh, you can call me Ernestine. And she offers her hand very delicately. With the... Very serious implication that she needs to have like a ring kissed or something like that. I'm just a friend of the family. <laughs> he like gives you the like the, the like handshake deal, but like his hand is like weird. It's like clammy. It doesn't feel good. Like like nothing about this like this dude like it's it's scummy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Olver is just sitting there reading the book that he picked up. By Richard Castle. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> skimming it while also just watching this conversation play out. <laughs> as as Vodder and Doyle, were you were you coming in here as well? I would probably just peek my head in and see see that group of people and be thoroughly uninterested and then continue about my ways. <laughs> Um, I, I would like to climb up higher and see what other rooms might have. And honestly, if I could bump into Entrar, that would be dope. I, I think that's like who I have in the back of my mind who I'd like to see before dinner. Or, or, or at totally. least poke around in maybe some of his official spaces. Absolutely. Kind of before you all kind of disperse and Vodder, were you kind of over by the library as well, right? Alondra the player wants to have overheard some of this conversation, but realistically he wasn't headed that way. So what I'm going to say is that, again, because he's got that keen mind where he like retains information, I'm going to say that he walked by and heard a mention of one of the Richard Castle books and did that fun thing that he does where he just kind of lurked in the hallway and like listened to the latter half of that conversation, but did not insert himself into it. If that is okay with you. That That is absolutely fine. Then I'm going to need Doyle, Olver, and Ernestine to make a perception check as one of you will probably, one or more of you will probably notice something right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so let's all say we got nat ones. Uh, you don't You don't need okay. me to make the check? I didn't. Uh, s- since, since you are not looking in the library, got it. You, uh, you, this check no, is No, I was available. just clarifying since Doyle also did not go in the library, so I was just, but he peeked in. I'm you, tracking. He, he had his head in the just door. Just checking. Yeah. You said perception? Yes, please. That is a non-natural 20 for me. I got a 23. I got a natural Ooh. 20. Wait. But it was a 24. Wait, Ernestine yes. got a 23? 
Holy fuck. Okay, let's get some crits in the chat for uh, Ulver's nat 20. Um, yeah, so uh, Ulver, you, you guys all see this, but Ulver sees it first. Is that you see that in inside of Reginald Fairbrand's pocket, there is this like faint red glow that is emanating out of it as as he's talking. And over you you see this before Ernestine and Doyle do. A faint red glow as he's talking. Huh. Mm-hmm. Like it out of that's yeah, that's yeah, that's like, like his yeah, pocket yeah. is like pulsing pulsing red, yes. Just debating about how risky I wanna get. I think the first thing I do is like make eye contact with Ernestine. Uh, she's probably scared. I mean, I rolled pretty good perception. I probably noticed that I have eyes upon me and, uh, look Mm, up at (laughs) Olver. I feel like, I feel like I'm giving the, like, you know, the eyebrows, like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, totally. Like we have to, like, we have to get, we have to find out, you know, what he's done or what he's, how he got his to light up. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, here's here's <laughs> what I'm gonna do. We're both like, oh, <laughs> don't beat up a man, but also maybe beat up a man. Over is gonna get up very abruptly and look around and say, you know, gentlemen, and he like will slam the book on the on the desk and say, I notice that we are lacking of drinks if we'll be talking business, and uh he will like step over the table in front of him and trip and fall. I'm trying to knock over home dude with the, with the glowing red bucket. <laughs> so this is going to be, this is going to be a roll. This Perhaps is, deception. Uh, and I'm, and I, it's, I would say it's more of like a performance, performance. Uh, or performance. I'm like, I've got a thing for that. Performance. I'm just excited by the grin. Hey, so yeah, you, you, you want yeah, yeah, performance? Yeah, yeah. If you're not going to give me deception, then yes, absolutely performance. No, I, I, I don't think that this is a uh, deception. Ah, fuck, an eight. Uh, I okay. <laughs> yeah, tell tell me how Ernestine is going to be helping this, and and then and then I will grant you advantage. I would love to attempt to charm person let me see i got how many people can i do this upon is the question or at higher levels so yes i want to double check <laughs> when that kicks in because i think i'm good to go it should be fine for you at your level i think three. i get yeah i think i get yeah so i should be able to get two so i want to get both tweedledee and tweedledum <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Okay. As as you kind of start to cast this with your really fucking badass 24 perception roll that you did, as you go to cast this, like, you, you kind of hear something, like, spin up in the room, almost as if it's, like, reacting to you starting to cast a spell inside. Um, but it doesn't, you know, but, like, but you... You you notice this before, before you cast invested. this spell. Um, yes. Bananas. 
Uh, then... Yes. Oh, no! Oh. Um, then she's gonna quickly cut it out because she doesn't want to ruin things. <laughs> Never mind, carry about your business. Right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna trip over this guy and kind of fall into his lap. With an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you, and you fall into this guy, dude. This dude is frail. Roll like. Is he already? Roll roll me like D12 a fucking like, yeah, sitting attack. Yeah, Got like it. roll. Sit and be yeah, dead. Like, roll me like a like a D four or something. Yeah. Overused body slam. <laughs> it's super effective. Super effective. Oh, I rolled a one. I rolled a one. I rolled You're a one. You're just beating up. You beating up old, old men who did nothing to you, who are just corrupt and power-hungry individuals. That's what they um, did. I mean, the last time we beat up someone who did nothing to us, they turned out <laughs> to be the bad guys, so we were fine. That, that's how this game worked. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> They've caught on to me. Uh, I, rolled, I rolled a one. We solved the murder, guys. It's over. Yeah, I'll say, if you did kill him, it yeah, it would make this game real fast. <laughs> <laughs> the murder is done. Double murder. Yeah, and you you kind of just, like, fall on him. He, he, like, manages to, like, move away, but you, like, crunch his arm. And you, like, hear just, like, <clears throat> as, like, joints are bending. You don't think anything broke. But he's just, just like, what, 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 what are you, uh, you, you, what are you uh, doing? Doctor, excuse me, I, I was just trying to... I was gonna go get us some drinks. I I obviously tripped here on this, uh, Richard Castle literature. Um, my apologies. I can I can I can I get you a drink? Yeah, I am gonna need a, a refill as he like shakes off the like spilled scotch on his arm from when you knocked over his drink. It's it's the least you can do. Like, did you did any get on the books? No, no, sir. Okay. Okay. Uh, he he takes their glasses and looks towards towards Ernestine and goes, "Miss Carol, perhaps a red wine." That would be delightful. And like, you know, walks back to the kitchen and he is immediately looking for Amy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amy. So Amy is is not to be found, but you, but she probably, but I mean, you you hear noise from from the kitchen. Uh, Ernestine, what are you up to as uh, as Olver walks out? Uh, well, same, no. same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess Ernestine is. Um, Going to uh, what's the what's the other one doing? They're both are they both in a tizzy or is just the one in a tizzy? So R Reginald is is the one who is like wiping off who is like took damage. He got assaulted. Right. He he is wiping off his arm and 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 Arthur is like kind of like almost it was almost like he like wasn't even paying attention to to Reginald as that happened. He's he's got his head uh, back back in one of the books. It is uh, definitely darker than night. Cool. Um, she is going to help Reginald clean off, quote unquote, but she is really going to do a sleight of hand to see if she can get anything out of his pickpockets. Great. Yeah. Why don't Why don't you uh, roll me a sleight of hand? I'm not. Oh. <laughs> I'll be fine. Okay. So we got a thirteen. No. 
14, excuse me. As you, you, you kind of like reach over and you manage to like get your hand on, on something silver and you, you pull out this coin that has one, one of the quadrants filled. And as, as you do that, you like didn't get like, like the proper like finger grab to like cleanly Mm -hmm. pull it out. He definitely feels you like take the coin out of his pocket, but you have it in your hand. And he's just like, lo- looks over and it's just like, what, why would, what, what is this? What are you doing? What, why would you take the, I need that. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. I, I was just, I, I'm so, you're just so covered. I just wanted to help here. And she does a little press to digitate on him. Like, oh, there, it's all a little better, right? <laughs> Did rest to digitate, by the way, trigger anything? Because she will, she will go through with that one. So it. Oh, when you when you like, talking about trigger on, on the coin, uh, any sort of uh, glowing backfire that happened when she she originally was casting the another spell. I don't know if major magic is what does it. The or, worrying noise. Yeah, the the alarm that was about to go off. <laughs> oh yo yeah sorry um. When you when you start casting press the digitation, um, you you do like feel feel that whir start to mm-hmm. spin up again. But if you are are you gonna go carry out? The, uh, the yes, spell? this one has less uh, obvious consequences. So totally, you, you kind of hear that whirring, and you cast you cast a spell, and Reginald kind of like gets a little bit cleaned up and. Nothing nothing happens. You kind of get the feeling that something basically just like took a note that there was a spell cast here. Okay. Interesting. Um, but there's no 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 immediate consequence. As did you hand the coin back or are you still holding it? She's still holding it. She is going <laughs> to uh, go ahead and pull out her own and be like, they're just so fun aren't they these little coin tricks and she's gonna ding them together (laughs) (laughs) interesting okay Um. no 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 it's 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 good for you i don't don't i don't know you sound happy Uh, also (laughs) i'm 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 happy all the time he wants us to succeed that's his job yeah Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, that's literally my job is to make sure that you're having. Fun. I just don't like that he's um, looking at notes that are in a different place from his <laughs> other notes. I don't. I don't that's like the, anything that's, that's happening. That's where his now. dice are. It's fine. <laughs> he's he's just looking at the number a thousand times. The number one hundred, yeah. because uh, Ernestine just solved the crime. Clearly, the coin did. Yep. It. <laughs> We're all gonna die. It was the coins. Yeah, and as as you. As you clink these two coins together, something incredibly interesting happens. As soon as you touch the coin, you hear just this ringing note, and everybody can hear this. It is very loud. Doyle, Vodder, Over, you guys can all hear this perfect C natural tuning fork. As soon as you touch the two coins together, Ernestine, you you see that little red ball travel from from the top left quadrant of Reginald's coin, you see it travel, and then it bridges the gap between both of your coins, 
and it now is sitting in the top left quadrant of your card. I stole a quadrant? <laughs> Hell yeah. As that happens, let's let's head to Vodder. <laughs> Vodder's standing uh, casually in the hallway outside the library, listening to this entire thing. Um, for about a moment when he kind of heard the kerfuffle of over like tripping and the like, what are you doing? And the he almost ran in because, you know, being a cleric, he does have that concern for like bodily well-being, but thought better of it, decided to continue in his like eavesdropping lurk. Because if there's one thing he knows being a knowledge cleric, it's that you get your best information when nobody knows you're listening. So he's just been eavesdropping on this entire conversation. Um, and if anybody exits the library, he's not necessarily making any attempt to hide. So if anybody walks by or if anybody exits the library, they might notice him standing there. Um, but he's just casually listening. That's all he's doing. I know that's so helpful to you. Oh, that's no, everything is is helpful and, and amazing as far as as far as I go. I, I don't need you guys to do anything in order to advance the story. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll just make that shit happen. I got it it's all. Because I know from... you're trying to kill me, so oh. I'm making it as hard as possible <laughs> by doing nothing. Roll a Constitution saving throw. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Doyle, as as you kind of like walk walk by the library, you you definitely saw all of the events that happened between Over, uh, Reginald, and Ernestine take place. So I saw all of it. Oh yeah. Cool. 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 I, I, I think I'm definitely just kind of like rubbing the chin a little bit, seeing all of that. And I, I, I think the thought of finding Entrar and or anything official from the house uh, pops into my mind. So I'm going to continue past the library and try and find something that is a work desk, an office, maybe wherever Entrar wants to do his business in here on the floor type of thing. I want to see if there's any sort of like written instructions for the servants about this game or any sort of like paper trail I can come across. As you um, get up the stairs, you see just these, it's, let me pull up, uh, let me pull up my, my little napkin map here so I can actually accurately describe this because this floor is the the most complicated it's a box and then there's another box and there's a hallway and then another box i mean that that's what it looks like but i'm gonna <laughs> give you a little flare <laughs> as you walk up the steps of of the grand staircase the the massive oil paintings on the wall come to an end as the staircase finally ends and you crest up onto the third level there is a large hallway off off to your left, and on the far left side, it is lined with just doors to small rooms. They look like guest rooms. They each have a little name tag on them. There are one, two, three, four. There are five rooms down down the left side, and at and at the end, past that fifth room, there is a small staircase that leads upwards. <laughs> and off off on the right side. There are six more of these small bedrooms. And then at the end of the hallway, there is kind of like a larger door that just has the word Silver Shield on it. And it is closed. Uh. And it looks like some some type could be master bedroom, could be an office. Um, but that's, that's, that's where that is. And off on the 
right side, probably second room on the right, you see Charleston is on the door. I'm going to go ahead and push open the door that has my name on it. Absolutely. Your your bedroom is, has a simple, small four-poster bed, a wardrobe, chest of drawers, and a, a lamp next to the bed. The floor is covered with a circular rug with intricate, multicolored woven pad patterns. It's about 15 to 20 feet square. I'm just going to like walk in and go ahead and put like my travel bag on the bed. Um, I'm just going to like rustle up the blankets just so it's like not a completely tidy and made bed. Put my bag right there at the edge and I'm going to take the time to cast snare right in front of the bed. So if anyone tries to come in and grab this bag, they will be tied up to the ceiling. That sounds fun. Mm -hmm. And I will do this with the door closed. Just saying it. Um, but yes, I will uh, take kind of the rope out of my travel bag. I'll leave my travel bag there that doesn't really have anything important. Tie up the rope, cast the spell. It takes a minute. And then anyone who tries to go this way, um, if they don't see it and trigger the trap, um, um, I can send you the description of it. But yeah, the creature must succeed on a deck saving throw or be magically hoisted into the air, leaving it hanging upside down three feet above the ground or the floor cool yeah we can we can get that yeah, later that will last for the next eight hours Perfect. and then i will leave my room i will leave my door slightly cracked i will double check i have my coin on me and then i'm gonna head down to the end of the hallway and knock on the silver shield door uh cool and as as you as you like get your hand up up and up and start knocking knocking on the door the the, the camera like slowly does like th this pan out from from Doyle knocking on the door and it cruises over to to Vodder who is looking around the second floor area and then and th and then the camera then moves over to the to the library door and this is all in like one shot that cool like thing is they like dolly it down the stairs and it it goes to over walking out of the library and then it quickly like pans over to, to see Ernestine hold up this coin that has that has just been the, the light has just been stolen from 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 Reginald's coin and she's like has this like weird look of surprise on her face and then the camera pans back to the kitchen where you just hear this crash of a serving platter hit the floor and the piercing shriek of a woman. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We are the Torpid Gaming Network, a variety streaming channel. We're live five nights a week at twitch.tv slash torpidnetwork. We stream tabletop games every Tuesday night, so feel free to stop in and say hi when we're live. Your cast for the Explorers Club is Lord Bonk, a.k.a. Bonk, a.k.a. Mark, Agent Maggie Carter, a.k.a. Christy, Lady Bedivere, a.k.a. Alondra, Pylos, a.k.a. King of Pylos, a.k.a. Nestor, and Sunsets Brew, a.k.a. Brew, a.k.a. Zap. You can also find us at Torpen Network on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, or hop on our Discord to get directly involved with our amazing community. And remember, here at the Torpen Gaming Network, we do three things. We have fun, we get immersed, and we do epic shit. Thanks for listening.